audience, right? And I, I'm pulling up your slide that you showed the school board. And you tell me as an audience member, is this right? And, and deep down, you know it's wrong, okay? So I'm gonna compare two, the, the one that was awarded and then ASAP security. Now keep in mind the specification was written that you had to be a certified dealer. You get preferential treatment uh, based upon if you are a local dealer or vendor, right? Yeah, are they okay. local? Yeah. So here we go, ASAP security is a certified dealer, check the box. Utilizing local forces here in Houston, Texas, check that box. Estimated time to complete the project was 500 days. Okay, so a little over a year, year and a half. They had the best reputation rating of the two. They've worked for this district for free, put together the bond numbers that and the grant and the grant that got them the funds for this project without a single penny okay now we're going to move on to the vendor who was selected not a certified dealer which is what the specifications called for which should have eliminated them in so the first place let's talk about that for oh. just a second it, what's why does the certification matter right uh in this particular case, this is the glue that holds all the systems together. And this particular manufacturer does not allow the customer to call in for tech support. You have to be a certified dealer with a certification number that you went through factory training in order to get support. So who's going to be the representative for the customer now? They're going to be coming out of San Antonio. Well, that was my next deal, is that, again, keep in mind, you get preferential treatment on the bid if you're a local vendor because we want to keep things local right it's what everybody always well, says you want to be able to be serviced well you exactly not only you want to keep things local but you want when you call say hey i'll be there in 30 minutes rather than six hours or tomorrow or maybe next week right so that's the second line item is that this individual company that was awarded the contract who's already not a certified dealer was using a subcontractor out of san antonio texas their estimated date of completion was 979 days, okay? Just quick math, that's uh, almost three years. It's double. Okay, double the amount of time. And they have the worst reputation rating. So again, tell me how this happened. How did, how did this happen? It, it happened because they put so much of the preference on, on price. So according to the uh, consultant, uh, who was on the defense when the school board is? is of course he about. was, because his uh, his bottom line and his margin was going to be affected. <clears throat> sure. So uh, according to him, well, I don't even the company say that him, won. I'm gonna say that company. Yeah. That. Uh, so uh, according to this individual from the company, he's saying that the company who won was awarded a total of 87 points, and the next closest vendor was was us. We were awarded 69 points. So, okay, you had 55, right? And then you had 16. Well, I didn't have 55 because I didn't have the lowest, the lowest price. Okay, so what so did they, 55. Okay, so what was your number? Out of that them. 55, how many points did you get? Guess what? You don't know. Nobody knows. The district, the school board members who are approving this, they don't see the scoring cards. Us, as the vendors, we don't see the scoring cards. So here's another thing that is interesting about this specific one. So everything was bid electronically. And if you go into Ion Wave, 
there is an award letter for the entire project to our company for our full bid amount. It is a formal legal document that was in our portal that says that we won the project. How long before the board meeting did that come out? Um, a month. Yeah. So when the election, when the shortlist was made, then that was approved. Right after that, we logged into our portal and looked at it, and there was an award letter for the full amount. It's a legal award document. This is absolutely ridiculous, but this goes back to what I said is, listen, just because, you know, having been an administrator and also a school board member, mm -hmm. listen, I get it. You, you want to support the people who work for you and, and their opinions, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to intervene. Sure. Sometimes they, they're not qualified to make these decisions. Hell, I can remember when I first got to the district that I worked at, right? Um, we did a full assessment. You guys were involved in that assessment. One of the things that we discovered right away, you know, minor, but it, was, it, it made no sense to me, is we started looking at fire alarm panels because they were in disarray. We started looking at um, uh, intrusion detection systems. Mm -hmm. Between the two, we had seven different systems. Mm -hmm. Seven. Seven. For eleven campuses. Well, and, and so seven the problem, different systems. The problem with the uh, fire alarm specific systems that you had guys had at your district before you they got were there. They were proprietary. They were proprietary, and they weren't even the same one. So, uh, for any one company to sign a service or a maintenance agreement, you would then have to work out an agreement with each individual uh, company that services those brands. Yeah. Or worse yet, that's if you were ethical and did it correctly. Yeah. If you didn't, then you would go on to those proprietary systems without the proper training and knowledge and try to fix whatever problem mm -hmm. was there without the training. And so because, you know, and I remember vividly you digging into with your CFO at the time yeah. and asking, yeah. right, well, how does this happen? Who makes this decision? And what was the answer? Do you remember? Because I do. I do. Well, why do? How do you make the decision? You're the chief financial but officer. But why did she pick those? Because of the lowest number. Lowest price. And so, and that's that's what I'm telling you guys. Listen to me. You can't always go with lowest price. Well, right? and, what ended up costing you guys more? Because tons. Tons. Well, but here's 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 the harsh reality is this district, and they know who they are when they listen to this, they're going to know, yeah. and I don't care, it's fine, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, yeah, you went with the lowest bidder, hmm. but what you don't understand is that that $6 million in savings that you thought you had hmm. is going to be consumed with change orders. No, we don't, we don't evaluate change orders at, in this discussion, Absolutely, do we? it's going to be. Listen, the taxpayers of Texas City deserve to know and I'll, I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag whoa, whoa. right here we built three brand new schools from 2000 and in, in, in 19 to 2021 or 22 mm. can't recall right X yeah. amount of dollars during that bond that was passed in May of 2020 uh, May of 2018 was for construction and 6.5 million dollars uh, for security mm -hmm. I was I stayed within budget okay? You what, stayed within budget. I I stayed within budget. Right. Proven. Forensics audit proved uh, Agreed. It, okay. But what about the actual overall project? This is what the taxpayers of Texas City don't know. 
that they're about to find out. Uh-oh. $17 million in change orders. You know why? Because they didn't think about the process, how it should have, how it should have played out. They didn't have the right people making the right decisions. And it cost the taxpayers an additional $17 million. And no one lost their job. No one knows about it. No one has been held accountable to this day. And so, so what other department came in under budget? You said, you, or came on budget or under budget? Zero. Other than you. None. Wait a minute. So you did what you were supposed to do fiscally responsibly. Yes. But nobody else did. No. So if I remember correctly, because I was a part of this. Yes. We scrimped and saved and did everything else because you were pushing the envelope, right? You yes. wanted to... There was design changes in the school and, and, and things that we're doing that people haven't even ever thought of in schools. Yep. And we wanted to uh, in, make sure that we had the right technology because we were doing it from the ground up ground the right up. way, yep. right? And so in order to do that, man, we, we, we scrimped and saved everywhere we possibly could. Yep. And, and you were just absolute drawing a line in the sand. I don't have it. I have this much money to spend. We got to figure it out. And we did. We and did. we made it work. Right. And the crazy thing is we've taken that same process. And I don't give a damn what anybody says. There's always naysayers. There's going to be people who've heard this or heard that and heard that. Same people that heard that I overspent or uh, that I misappropriated funds from one account to the next account. And then guess what? Eh. <laughs> The fact came out, the same individuals that were making the accusations then came to my defense and said, hold on a minute, we've been lied to this whole time by this administration. Here's the documents that prove that we've been lied to. We've requested the open records request. Matrenga is the only one who stayed within budget and they still didn't believe it. So then we did an, a forensics audit and the forensics audit said, yeah, Mike's the only one who came in at budget. In fact, he had a surplus of almost $900,000 when he left the district in October 1st, 2020. Where's that 900000 Oh, he got moved to construction. Oh, but why? Because there were $17 million over? Because they were $17 million <laughs> over. And so, that 900000 mm -hmm. that was all planned out. For security. Yes. Phase two that phase. never happened, which they're having to spend now mm -hmm. to do for additional cost. For additional costs, but so, the budget was there. But it goes back to the decisions that you're making. Ask yourself, are you qualified to make that decision? And the answer was the reason why we had seven different fire and, and intrusion alarm systems is because the chief financial officer was making the decisions based upon price only, not understanding that these systems have to integrate with your camera systems, with well, your mass note systems, with your the, S, the, SMS, text messaging, email, all, all of these things have to be integrated. The, the, the problem is, is that the system is inherently broken, right? So when I, when I went to go speak at the board, I signed up, I got my three minutes, I had rehearsed it, I had, I had a, you know, slides prepared, I had a handout, I did everything I could to convey Years worth you of should information probably start looking at something in, in, in the here and, and, and strike a chord. <clears throat> then when it comes up for discussion, I have to sit in the audience and I can't say anything, right? But they will pull up IT director, 
consultant, uh, even the, the yeah, they successful have a right bidder, to defend their, right? their decision. And they get to talk. Yeah. And during that time, there were straight up lies. There were straight up lies told to the board. And I sit in the audience and I can't say a word yeah. in this process. Tell me how that's fair. Even though it's incorrect. It's not right? fair. If, if they would have just said, you know what? There's not enough information here for Let's table us to this. Let's table this. Let's have further conversations. That gives 30 days before the next board meeting to figure it out. Yeah. And hey, this guy put together spiral bound presentation binders, a presentation, came over here at, at the, the wee hours of this board meeting, worked his ass off, put together three minutes of passionate talk. He did everything he's right. He's, he's invested so much time, effort, energy, and he's raised a lot of questions. Maybe, maybe we ought to like have a conversation with this guy. Maybe we ought to have a conversation with our team in detail it's too inconvenient. to do it. It's too inconvenient. They're all working a full-time job. They're doing this out of the kindness of their heart. It's too inconvenient. We're going to rely upon the expertise and the suggestion of our IT director and the consultant who we're paying, who is you know worried about his bottom line and his margin and how it's going to affect that margin, which is why he's advocating for a company that did not meet the specification, which is not a licensed dealer, had the worst reputation score. So here's Somebody where it's should even be more asking questions, up, right? And this is why people don't say it. This consultant that was hired, whether it was an architect or engineer or whatever consultant, he only works on K-12 space, right? Yeah. So if I go and press this further, right, if I were to then now pro legally protest this, this bid because it did violate law in so many different ways. Um, I, I, I am banned. Yeah, like, well, I'm marked yeah, by this well, person. That's, and I'm going to see the thing. them at every single solitary deal. And this person has that scale where mm -hmm. he comes back in the rating. And whenever he's doing that on the next project, yep. he's going to put marks, his in there. Low ASAP marks. security he system. He has a poor has reputation. reputation, whatever the yeah. case may be. So... So many times, people won't stand up and say anything. They won't do, they won't put together the presentation. They won't go for the three minutes. They won't put it up. And in my case, what did it get me? It's got me nothing. So if I were to take this to the next step, all right, which is to legally protest, well, then I'm, I'm blackballed from this exactly. consulting company. You're going to be this is why this against. process is broken. Yeah. I mean, it's truly broken. And the reality is the school board members, if they knew half, if they knew a third of the information that I know of how this went down, there's not a single one of them that would have voted yes. Mm -hmm. Not a single one of them. Because I honestly believe that the school board members truly are trying to do the right thing. No, I do. They're I, just not informed. Yeah, I do too. I agree with that 100%. And if you ask some of my friends that are still on the school board, yes, I was a pain in the ass at times. I get it. You know, I was a pain in the ass, but I asked questions. You know, it, I, I, you know, I got my book every Thursday or the Thursday before the meeting. I read the book to in its entirety from cover to finish uh, to the to the end. Uh, there was one or two other individuals that I knew and I could always count on 
that would read that because we would call each other individually prior to the meeting and say, hey, did you see this? I wonder why this number is this way or why did they do this, this, this? I'm going to ask about that. I'm going to write a note about it. We're going to open discussion. But then there are other individuals who are on the board that they wouldn't read their book, you know, and I'm not here to, to throw shade at any of them. What I'm telling you is that these school board members, a lot of the time, it's not their fault because they're only giving or they're only given certain information, right? They can only attest to and ask the questions based upon the information that they're given. How many right? times when you were on the school board, because you were so connected, you knew about events that happened oh, at the school? Well, yeah. And then you would ask your fellow board members, did you hear about this? They didn't know anything that happened? about it. They didn't know anything about it? No, nothing about it. But they're making the it. decisions that are in there. I mean, it, it almost seems willful that a superintendent or a school is, is district is keeping a school board. No, they the absolutely do. I will argue that with anyone all day of the week, because what you know, at least in our district, I would bring up issues that I was made aware. I mean, listen, I'm from there, right? I grew up there. It's the whole reason that you stepped away from government retirement. And I work left my to retirement. Go and do that. Passion. I have five years it's left. Passion. Yes, because I want to make a change. Yeah. And I'm not here to toot my own horn, but my passion infuriated people. My my will to still want does. to serve. It still does. My will to want to serve and to do the right thing and ask the right questions and and identify the the, the vulnerabilities or the gaps in these things that would generate a question uh, that would just completely frustrate the hell out of people, essentially saying, Mike, just why can't you just stop asking questions? Just go with what our recommendation is. Because at the end of the day, it is taxpayer dollars. We took an oath to be a steward of taxpayer dollars. And in a lot of ways, school superintendents, and listen, I'm not knocking school superintendents. It's a hell of a job. You guys have your hands full, especially no doubt. in today's society. But what I will tell you is you are not doing anyone any favors by trying to withhold information. You know, and so many times school superintendents withhold information or maybe not intentionally. Oh, but what it, what is it? Lying by omission, right? I mean, it's, it's if you're not telling somebody what's going on, you're 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 purposely withholding, it, well, right? And that's just, there's a lot of truth to that as well. Well, but the other thing is this: is they solely rely upon the recommendation of their IT director or their maintenance and operations director. So I'm going to bring up another one. I mean, I know that you were you were oh, uh, aware of. Uh, so this is a, a district to the east. Um, and, uh, and so w just like we've seen, you know, why is this person qualified or not? And, and, and we've spoken up about it. there's, there's a lot of predatory products that are oh, yeah. being rolled out in our industry. Uh, some of them that are extremely proprietary in nature. And, uh, when, oh, when <laughs> the districts, uh, purchase this technology and replace it across the entire district, they are, they're literally... <sighs> Locked and, and and it's so much so that the, the acronym is started being called hostage, hostage. as a service, right? Yeah. And that's that's what they're calling these products because once you buy the product, um, you are absolutely stuck. If that company goes out of business, 
you have to rip and replace everything. So in this case, this was a district that was spending, I don't know, 15, 20 million dollars on a product it was that, that was absolutely 100% proprietary. And in this situation, um, the, the bid was written, uh, uh, again, a certain way, legally, and this IT director chose to go down a path that broke the law, right? And they put that before the district. It was such a hot topic when that was first brought up that the school board didn't want anything to do. They kicked the can 30 days down the road until the next meeting. And this individual went up there and, uh, and IT director and just absolutely fell on the sword. And, and the thing was that was so important was that this is a large district. The selling feature that sold to the school board was that they could work on it. They could install it themselves. They could, they could do it themselves. It was a really large district, right? Um, I wonder how that's going for them. Well, what was funny about it, and I struck a nerve, um, right, wrong, or indifferent, it was valid at the time, but throughout the entire board meeting, the projectors were going out of sync, and they were having to stop the board meeting to wait for the projectors to catch up so that they could talk about or read it. And they were going over there, and this particular IT director's over there like jiggling handles. She and can't fix the there. projector, but she's gonna make a recommendation on spending $20 million of taxpayer dollars. Well, not only is she can't fix the projector, but now imagine if that was the camera looking at the door where an armed intruder came in, or yeah. somebody was assaulted, or somebody was kidnapped. Um, she, she, this person can't keep the projectors running, but somehow they're going to handle the entire district. And in that, in that case, it wasn't even being installed and sold by a uh, an integrator. It was a supply house. Mm -hmm. And then they were using unlicensed, unvetted individuals that they like found off a of Craigslist to go and install it. And when all this was brought to light, they still approved it. And then they doubled down and paid another like four yeah. or five million dollars in licensing it's like, because it was going to double if they didn't buy it. It's like um, it's like calling out the, uh, the the cable cable provider. Uh, can you come install this for me? Oh yeah, we have technicians in your area. Yeah, uh, you know Jose shows up in his nineteen ninety two uh, you know Chevy Astro van. Uh, you don't know if he's a licensed installer or not. Yeah. Right. But he's going to go drill holes in your. And I, I'm not. You know, it could have been. Could have been John. Could have been Matt. Could have been Betty. Could have been Betty. Yes. But but you don't know who they are. Well, it's like up. at the holidays, right? Yeah. You know, there's so much. There's so many packages that are being shipped. FedEx is having to outsource. Hey, you know, you know, you got, door. It's like some dude walks up to my up to my house and it's just a random car. There's nothing that says FedEx and he's dropping a package. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Where yeah. did you come from? Right. Right. And then in a year and a half from now, when that product fails and they've installed it themselves or they've used these shitty, you know, installation folks that they that they're fly by nights. Where are they going to be when they well, need help? What's interesting in this example, again, this is another example, went through the school board, I had my, in this case, it was two minutes, didn't even have the, the extra minute, so <clears throat> two minutes to mm -hmm. speak. Um, and we put together a bunch of things in there. Uh, these, were, these were news stories 
of where this product had been installed around the country where they were already being sued, hadn't finished products or, or, or installations, product was failing, promises were never kept, um, contractors that were uh, caught doing things, working for this company, uh, illegal practices within the corporation, right? And so um, when we put it in there, the thing that I got back was, well, these were not credible news agencies that yeah. report on. The Wall Street <laughs> Journal was one of them, right? Wall Street Journal, yeah. IVPM, yeah. Yeah, they're not credible. Yeah, they're, none right. of those were credible news Well, the first news question stories, that right? anybody should be asking for this particular product is, why is it that they have more sales salespeople in the state of Texas alone than they have installers? Uh, yeah, even if you said <laughs> installing companies, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. You have more salespeople in well, the state of Texas than you have certified installers of your product. One that of should the stories, tell you what the motivation the stories is that was about on the, the money. The Wall Street Journal was that uh, a superintendent got caught taking bribes, that IT directors were receiving goods. Well, let's start it, talking about that. Yeah. Let's move over to that. So as a school board member, when we, you know, when we were going out for bids um, and or for the bond, right, we had multiple architect firms that would meet us at TASA, TASB, whatever. We're going to these $1,200 per night, $2,000 per night, you know, state dinners. You know, here's the, and, and I'm, it felt wrong to me, it, right? It is wrong. It, it felt wrong to me that, you know, hey, uh, you know, the superintendent says out, hey, this week we're going to TASA TASB. We're going to be here X, Y, and Z dates. Uh, on this night, we're going with this architect. On that night, we're going with this architect or with this firm or whatever. And, you know, we're going to this steakhouse, you know, uh, and we sit down and it's, you know, we, we all eat a nice dinner. And um, it just seemed, it seemed, it just didn't seem right to me. Because when I, when I was at the government, if we ever took anything that was more than $250, we had to, we had to report it. We had to report it. Right. Right. And, and yes, we signed those things with when we become elected officials that, hey, if you receive, I can't remember the dollar amount, honestly. Sure. If you receive more than X amount of, you know, benefit Good. from benefit. a vendor or whatever, services, you, know, or you have to report it. I know that our dinners cost more than what that dollar number was. Maybe not individually, but as a group. Right. Uh, nobody reported that. Yeah. And maybe you don't have to, and I, I get that, and I, I understand that, right? Yeah. There's certain so, circumstances. I mean, but there's there's other things. I mean, I, I, I can tell you another example. When when I um, I acquired a, uh, a company uh, in South Texas, and their uh, single largest client at the time uh, wanted to meet with me, right? And... Um, and so I thought that was kind of weird. Like, I'm trying to wrap my arms around this, and he's really, really pestering for a meeting, wants to meet, wants to meet, wants to meet. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, well, look, this is the biggest client. Let's, let's go meet. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting from the team, like, you know, hey, well, what's going on? What could this possibly be? And it's like, well, we, we have a renewal of our contract coming up, um, and so he probably just wants to talk about that. And um, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I go, I go to the meeting. And um, uh -huh. he he asks one of the, uh, the the salesperson to leave the room, to specifically leave the room with me and him, right? 
So uh, already, you know, my my spidey senses are way up, right? I, you know, something's you know, red flags are going off here, and so uh, he slides across the desk uh, a Bass Pro catalog, and he's got a boat circled, right? Um, and this is a really, really large. Uh, it was a school district, really, really large school district, and this guy was head of facilities, <clears throat> and he was there to talk about how he made the decision on who would win the contract. And he slid that catalog over and just kept tapping on it over and over again. And I, I could do, I, you know, you, you know me. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm pretty direct. And uh, I just busted out laughing, you know. And I'm like, look, man, if you're looking for me to buy you a boat in order to win this contract, you can save your breath right now. Yeah, like it's never going to happen. Like I, I, I'm not gonna ever yeah. do this. I'm not gonna ever cross that line. And here's what's crazy. We were at this time. You talk about those proprietary fire alarms, right? Mm -hmm. So at this company that we acquired, they were the single sole vendor in that entire region, region of the state. I mean, and I'm talking region, very large region, that was an authorized dealer. This school district had all of their fire alarm systems standardized on this brand of system. The next closest provider is a six-hour drive away, right? One way. Okay. They paid for that provider door-to-door -door for every God. service call for the district. Six hours. At a spike. Because I wouldn't buy that guy. But this purchasing stuff that we're talking about is real. Like, yeah. I mean, we're just breaking off the scab. Yeah, this is a fresh wound. But this is happening well, every day. You know, to get back to, you know, I mean, even, and that happens, man. I mean, that, and does. that's the thing that people don't understand. Is, I mean, we're, we're trying to. We're trying to run ethical businesses, right? Where we establish. No, no, we're not trying. We are. Well, we I, you are. know what I mean. We are running ethical businesses where we, uh, you know, what we say um, we're going to do, we do, right? A handshake is just as good as a contract, but I have quickly learned that that is not the case. Uh, that people well, not will, on the other end. Your that's end, what I'm saying. Yes. On my end, yeah. it's, it's just as good. Yeah. But on the other end, it's not reciprocated, it's right? Not. Um, those days are gone. Oh, they're absolutely gone. And so now I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not doing anything for free anymore, uh, within reason. And I'm not doing anything without a contract anymore. You know. And it's it's sad that it's it's come to that. You know, or some type of agreement because we've been taken advantage of so many times. You know, at the end of the day, I have a family to feed, just like you have a family to sure. feed. And service only goes so far. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, the, the bad thing is, is that, you know, when I said earlier about, you know, going out to dinner, I get it. There's a certain level of, of gamesmanship that has sure. to be involved. I, I certainly understand that. But at the end of the day, when those school board members or with these individuals that are making these decisions in the upwards, you know, of double digit millions, sometimes triple digit millions of dollars on who to award a contract to, instead of remembering the steak dinner that someone treated you to, you should probably look at all of the numbers and ask questions as to why. Like, for example, what, what just, 
There is no way in hell as a school board member that if I saw a 40% discrepancy in price on one vendor out of four and the other three were within 8%, there's no way that I wouldn't have asked why. I wanted to know why, and my follow-up question would have been, okay, you quoted us low so that you could win the bid, okay? Secondarily, how much additional money is this going to cost? Because I, I just like in that $17 million at Texas City ISD, that they went over budget on construction. It was all in change orders because it wasn't planned well because people didn't ask the right questions, mm -hmm. right? And at the end of the day, that is taxpayer dollars that we have to be responsible for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hope that you do take legal action. I hope that you join with the other two integrators who have been slighted in this process. Uh, and, and I really am uh, going to utilize my resources with our legislators to try to change this process because it's it's not right. There's so much that the, the um, process its process is flawed. I think that I think that if legislators knew the way that the law was written and how it's being applied, and that when there is something wrong, the method to bring that up, right? If 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 you only get three minutes and there's no other medium, yeah. no other forum for you to convey your message. You gotta understand, like, we're we're reaching out well in advance of the school yeah. board meeting. I mean, we try. We collectively, between the other three, you know, I now know that we all three tried to reach out to uh, the consultant. We and all three tried to reach out to the school, and all of those calls went unanswered. It's just that I took a whole nother step in my process and documented it. Right. Right, I mean, we, we we tech we use technology and we documented those calls. There is absolutely no way that they can refute that we called and those calls aren't returning.